Hey lady, this is Diana Ballard and welcome to the Mom Training Podcast where we discuss the skills and strategies to create possibilities in motherhood and make it more fun, efficient, organized, and peaceful. Stress sucks. Like the worst feeling ever. Like nobody likes it. And if we're not careful, it can seem to creep into our lives and mess with our groove. Nobody's got time for that, I'll tell you that much. Today we're going to talk about stress. What is it? why it affects us so much, and three ways to deal with it in a healthy manner. Stress is literally a physical response as if you were under attack. This could be from a situation that's very demanding, procrastination, not being prepared for something, and feeling overloaded. Your body releases hormones and chemicals like cortisol and adrenaline into your body, which is why you literally feel it going through your chest, arms, and everywhere else. The fight-or-flight feeling that leaves you restless, uneasy, and almost sick to your stomach. Let's be honest, we don't like it. It's no fun, and it's a waste of time. I do believe that some amount of pressure is good for us, meaning if you're feeling a push to get something finished, you can either sit there and bask in the stress as it continues to grow, or you could get up, get it done, and not feel that anymore. I call these feelings pre-stress. It's the beginning feelings that prompt you to get your little booty moving, ask for some help, or take something off that list and slow down. When we feel pre-stress, you look at your options, make a decision, and move on it. This prevents stress from consuming our day because we are proactive. Practicing being proactive will not only help you remain peaceful when the pressure comes, but can also help you prevent problems that comes with procrastination and surprising events. Helping you to be prepared and have the bases covered before it would become a problem or before it would become full-blown stress. So tell me, girl, is stress a minor or major part of your life? I want you to rate yourself on a scale of 1 to 10 of how often you feel stressed. One being a Zen yoga lover that is one with herself and the world and 10 being a giant hairy stress ball. Hairy just to make it seem more terrible and disgusting. (laughs) Well, actually, being a 10, you actually literally might be hairy because when you're stressed, who has time to shave everything? I'm telling you what, a woolly mammoth entered the living room. Anyway, I know where I would rate myself. What about you on the stress scale? Because of how I structure my life, especially with my family, I would say I'm closer to the yoga-loving rock star who's probably a vegan but not quite there yet. Hopefully the rest of this podcast can help you lower your own number and get you closer to the peaceful princess you desire to be. So what do you do when you find yourself feeling stressed and overwhelmed? Eat your house to the ground, scroll through social media for hours, lash out at others. There are many ways to cope with stress. Some of the ways are just to cover it up and not address the problem, which leaves you continually feeling stressed because the issue just festers and isn't addressed. And there are productive, healthy ways to coping that can decrease stress and make you feel better in the long run. So here are three ways you can cope with stress in a healthy manner. First is get some sleep. I cannot stress this enough, pun intended. If you are feeling stressed and overwhelmed, the main thing you can do for yourself is to make sure you're getting enough sleep. Girl, I know when our minds are running a mile a minute, it's really challenging to shut our minds off and go to sleep. Learning how to shut down our minds is a skill and one I have to practice often. 
Not as much for stress-related topics, but for creation topics and exciting things to work on and do. It'll keep me up for hours as I lay there. So sometimes I actually have to follow a really strict bedtime routine where I don't stimulate my brain at all. (laughs) I believe shutting your mind down can work for either stress-related mind fog or creative mind fog. Each running in circles and not accomplishing what you actually need in the moment, which is sleep. I used to think sleep was the dumbest thing ever invented. I'm not even kidding. Who had time for sleep when there was so much to be done and so much fun to be had? I ran myself ragged many, many times until it led me to a nervous breakdown in 2012. Well, that wasn't very fun. And there comes a point when our bodies and minds just literally can't take it anymore. The body is made up of chemicals, reactions, and processes. If those chemicals, reactions, and processes are not getting what they need which is to be able to balance themselves out when we sleep and to heal itself, it's like a domino effect. You can push yourself to a certain level and the adrenaline can keep you moving for quite some time, but man, oh man, the crash is real. And the healing afterwards is a long process. Anyway, sleep is where your body heals and balances everything out, like your chemicals, hormones, and whatever else. If you're feeling stressed, trust your body's ability to heal by giving it rest. It also helps you have a clearer mind and patience the next day so you can push through the struggle and find solutions. And that leads to number two. Number two is making the decision to act instead of sitting still. It's one thing to ponder an option and come up with the right course of action. It's another thing to sit frozen in stress when the decision isn't that big of a deal. Here are two examples. You just found out that your apartment complex is closing unexpectedly in 30 days. I don't know why that would happen, but we're just going to roll with it. So you have to find a new place to live in 30 days. You have two options. You could freeze and wallow in stress, worry, and indecision for days or weeks until you're pushed hard to make decisions and act two weeks before move time, which you sat in the mud of stress for that whole two weeks before that. Or you could say, oh boy, here we go. Research a couple complexes in your price range and desired areas, set up appointments for the next day, and bam! You continually make decisions until the task is finished. In one week's time, you could have found a new place and already started packing and purging your house. And imagine how empowering it would feel to just be able to knock that out right away and say, this ain't gonna pull me down. Well, sorry. I don't got time to be pulled down. I didn't have time for this move either, but shoot, I ain't going to waste time on feeling stressed about this. We're just going to take care of it now. Okay, second example, which is more in our daily work as a mom. Have you ever sat down in your house and been like, freak, man, this place is a mess. Everywhere you turn has something that needs to be given attention. It can feel so overwhelming, causing you to slink back into that comfy couch and numb ourselves with food, media, or whatever else. But all the time we do this, the fact is, and we know it, that these things aren't just going to take care of themselves and they need to be done. And a lot of times we don't even know where to get started in the whole mess. But what if instead of sinking into our normal pattern of stress and numbing with the house, we decided to pick one area and clean it until it's finished? I'm not talking about pick the whole living room. I'm talking about like pick a couch cushion. (laughs) Pick one side of the sink. Pick one countertop. Make your bed. I mean, stuff like that. Just pick one place. Clean it off, then move on to the next thing, which could be the side table. One, it shows progress. 
And two, it's an obtainable goal. Imagine how you would feel if you just saw one little piece at a time your house start to improve. So with these examples, instead of sitting in our stress, get up, make a decision, and start moving from there. Number three, let out the stress through breathing and meditation. Breathing exercises have been such a great help in keeping my stress low. As I am starting to feel the stress rise, I try to slowly breathe in and out. And for some reason, it helps me think and calm myself. By doing so, I can think more clearly and make more decisions easier and get things figured out about how I can decrease my stress. There are many places you can learn about breathing exercises that can help you calm down. And along with that breathing, you can try guided meditation or guided imagery, which actually next week, I will actually take you through a guided imagery example. So guided imagery or guided meditation is a recording you can listen to that takes you through a breathing exercise in the beginning, helps you process the emotion through a visual story or a picture in your mind, usually taking the emotion and releasing it in some way. The point is to relax you, take your mind away from the moment, and have you visualize the emotion being decreased released, and hopefully gone by the end of the guided meditation. All in all, with what we've talked about today, Mama, I know that there are many things in motherhood that can be stressful and overwhelming, but I don't believe we need to stay there. By getting enough rest so our body can process, being proactive and getting moving, and finding healthy ways to let it go, I know that we can feel more peace and rest at the end of the day. You can do it, Mama, and I'm excited for you to feel more peaceful this week. If you learned something from this podcast today, please share it. There might be another Mama that really needs to hear this message about coping with stress. Hit the subscribe button. I would love for you to be here with me each week because I know that your life can become something that you are proud of and fulfilled of even more than what you already are. This is Diana Ballard, and thank you for joining me on the Mom Training Podcast, and we'll see you next Tuesday.